Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? We're going to make the most out of these boom mics. These arms. Well, I hit record and forgot the mic was halfway across. The room. <laughs> it was pretty neat though to watch you do that stuntman's roll. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite realize that you were that nimble. What? Well, I'm I a know. podcasting professional. I know. I see that. <laughs> I roll in. <laughs> I roll out. Right. Right. Up, I, down, back, forth. That's it. Yeah. Inside and yeah. out. Yes, mostly signing in. Right. Yeah. Who right. would know? <laughs> who would know? So, uh, what a week we had this week. Wow. I mean. I walk in, you got some fancy chairs. Oh, yeah. You, adding to the new setup in here yeah, even yep, more. Yep. It's getting crazy. Yep. Well, we got a new table coming. I think I told you that. Oh, my gosh. We got the, the, Drew, Drew refers to this area as our conference room. Mm. I refer to it as the podcast studio. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what happens more often here? Right. Is the real question. Right. Well, right. let's see. We we record in here pretty much every time once a week. Right. And you know how I feel about meetings. Yeah. So, so definitely the podcast happens. Two to three times a year. Right. Two to three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> On a busy year. Right. right. But you're ready for it. I am ready. Yeah. Well, what happened was we had people in here for a meeting a couple weeks ago, and it was kind of embarrassing. Because they were people we were trying to, I wouldn't say impress, mm. because they know who we are. And, you know, I'm not trying to put on airs. But they were people that we respect and were excited to meet with. And, you know, we felt really good about it. And, like, the day before they came in, we were like, what? What are, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> like, we ran the vacuum and we tried to be, like, you know, clean the place up. And we got some of the shit off the counters and, you know, tried to tidy up a little bit. But then we were left with our table and chairs. And we were like, you can't put lipstick on a pig. You know? like, no matter how nice we clean this office, we're all still going to be sitting around this table. It's, it's homely. It's 30 years old. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Right. Yeah. Antique. That's what you yeah. need to sell it as. Well, no, I'm sorry. I, I miss I misled you on that. The, mm. the table is about 25 years old. Yeah. The chairs, no lie, are 50 years old. Still kicking. But they're those good, like, for the listener, like, go, go in your head to the 70s mm-hmm. and picture, like, that disco orange. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, burnt disco orange that you only saw in the 70s. And the chairs are a combination of metal and, like, hard plastic. It's like... It reminds you of your grandma's house. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. She had them around the kitchen table right. or dining room table. Maybe, right. Because fancy. Right. And would you, when you were done eating dinner with those chairs or whatever you did with those chairs, you went and got on grandma's couch, which was covered in plastic. Right. Like that kind of scenario. Right. Yeah. Little to no, little known, Penn's desk, totally covered in plastic. Right. <laughs> he doesn't like people to know. Right, right. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Right. Well, I have a problem with spilling coffee. Right. I mean, we, can we just leave it at that? Yeah, you know, yeah. that's, you know. <laughs> Remember when keyboards used to, they, like, they used to have the plastic cover for keyboards yeah. for, yeah. like, work areas. For germaphobes. For dusts and stuff. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> On your desk. I am not a germaphobe. I'm just out there. <laughs> Living life. Loving it. With the germs. That's it. That's Rolling it. in We're it. friends. <laughs> I grew up in Brooklyn in the 70s. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, not the come on. <laughs> I'm not dead now. And then in the 80s, I spent most of my time in parking lots at Grateful Dead concerts. You're like 10-second rule. It's like right. a three- to four-week rule for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. But, but no, we're trying to make improvements. And, uh, you know, we decided uh, we decided after 18 years in the business, we would treat ourselves to a Ooh. new conference room table yeah. and chairs. And Good. now uh, we have that same group coming back uh, in a couple weeks. And so we were like, wait till they get a load of us now. They're going to be like. Yeah. The rates are going to suddenly go up. Did they do this for us? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting because I'll just like, like when you throw a stick in the river and you see if it comes down under the bridge. Mm. I wonder if any of them are listening to the show. Uh, well, yeah. First off that. But secondly, I went when you're walking and you're like, oh, sorry. This was at the dry cleaners. When you were right, right, right. <laughs> we were having this repair. <laughs> yes, this is our all, normal. All right? the, the, the giant TV. TV. <laughs> right, right. We're having it spruced up, but you know, this is our normal situation. <laughs> what, you thought that other stuff was our... Come on. Come on. Get out of here. here. <laughs> no, us? No. no, stop it. You're funny. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so... Yeah. So anyway, welcome to the show, David. It was a yeah. hell of a week. Now you were making, you were, you said it was a hell of a week setting us up to talk about the conference room. Mm -hmm. I thought you were talking about the snow and the ice and the wind. Well, yeah. Well, let's talk about that too. Like how things go oh. in the theater. It was uh, for Pennsylvania, mm. which is where we are. Yep. Uh, we got our first big snowstorm of the year. Well, yeah. I don't even. Want, I guess mild. Yeah. Big enough. No, it was the first. I would call it the first good snow. Yeah. And so two of our three locations shut down for the day. Like we just never opened. Oh really? Wilmington and Huntington Valley. Okay. Um, because they got hit even a little harder than right. Lidditz. And um, in Lidditz, we talked about it in the morning, and you know, for a variety of reasons, we felt as though we could get open by 6 p.m. because it was supposed to let up snowing like three or four in the afternoon. And we thought, well, you know, if it stops snowing and we can get the driveway cleared and everything, yeah. then, um, so it did. And it was, it was fine. It, it went well. But the problem that we've been having is the snow screwed us on Friday. Uh, the projector in theater four went down. Oh. So I don't know if anyone listening is one of the audiences that got their money refunded. And then um, the heating and air conditioning unit in theater seven decided to quit. So I thought it would be cool to play like all, all the women who come are like, so it's, it's just normal cold. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. They didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to like sell it as like a real experience. <laughs> Show Ice Age. Yeah, they say, right. Exactly. Show Ice Age or like Kate Beckinsale in Whiteout, you know, or, you know, something like that. Or, or uh, Liam Neeson in uh, what's that movie? The gray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, something like that. And you charge a little extra for the full experience. Like, you know, 4D. Yeah, it's just like it, the drive-in's closed right now, but we could have you in Theater 7. You wear your parka. You can see your breath. It's going to be great. Same atmosphere. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. So it was a it was a challenging week, but I was happy with, uh, you know, everybody on the team did what we had to do and, you know, carried on. And hopefully, you know, that, that was our blip. You know, yeah. hopefully that was, uh, you know, put that week behind us. The theater 4 is back up and running as of just an hour ago. Wow. You know, so we lost Friday and Saturday, but it's back up and running for Sunday. Um, you know, and put the week behind you and look look ahead to bigger, better days. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, and I say this, like, I always have this, like, challenge. Like, 
uh, luckily is the wrong word, but I guess I would rather have that, have those problems on a weekend when the biggest movie was ISS, which did absolutely no business. Right. You know, it's not like, like this was going to be a, a slow weekend anyway. You know what I mean? So like, oh, I wish it was a full weekend. I wish it was a good busy weekend, but it was never going to be a good busy weekend. So if you have to have all these challenges, you might as well have them challenge or you might as well have them on a slow week. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, speaking of how things are, are looking up. Speaking of slow weeks. <laughs> yeah. Next, next week. Yeah. 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 Cause we only have like no news this week. Next week. I'll tee this one up. Next week is the week of the bringbacks. Right. Everyone thinks Oppenheimer is going to clean house at the Oscars. So they're bringing it back in IMAX. So we're talking about the week of January 26th. Yeah. The new movies at Penn Cinema are Oppenheimer and IMAX, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Holdovers, and Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, that's a, a some kind of streaming artsy. It's going to get all kinds of nominations. Oh, is that the two guys? No, that's no, that's now. that's open now. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall is the the murder mystery. I watched it at home on TV, I believe, um, and but it was one of those ones where they snuck in a couple theaters, and now um, now they're releasing it wider, or they're bringing it back. What? I'm just looking at what you have for next week, which is a movie we already reviewed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want? The other, the, and then we do have one new movie next week called Origin, which we talked about last yeah. week on the show. So, do you want to watch Origin? My point is, Oppenheimer. Next week, there are no major new releases. Right. So, so it's all the Oscar favorites are coming back for a couple shows a day. So, if you really want to see them, you have to like look for them. Origin looks fantastic. All right, let's watch Origin. Beekeeper still in the theater. Oh, let's do Beekeeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay, cool. All right, uh, other other news. This is um, we talked about this last week. How we suspected mm. because Mission Impossible Eight has dropped the or part, or Seven B or Seven B has dropped the part two right to Dead Reckoning. So the question was, what's going to happen with all the marketing for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning? What's what's it going to be? Well. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning uh, streaming release has dropped the part one. So there's no more part one being advertised on it. It's kind of like how they did with uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And they re what did they rename that to? It was um, again and again and again. Or Live, Die, Repeat. Is, so when it, when it was in theaters, it was Edge of Tomorrow. When it got released on home video, it was mm -hmm. Live, Die, Repeat. Gimmick. Yeah. Well, I guess the Live, Die, Repeat was the original name of the book or whatever. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Still, that's lame. That's a gimmick. I don't like that move. Well, it's like... I it, love it, the movie. It didn't have... I think that's like they're different... Well, that that's different from the part one thing. But with that, it was like... I think it didn't get enough attention. So they were like, oh, if we release it with something that people don't recognize... Right. They're more likely to pick it up and rent it because I don't remember this movie. You know? Yeah, and how pissed would you be if you spent your hard-earned $6 to rent this movie and you're like, oh, shit, I already saw this movie. Well, that one I'd be okay because I like that movie a lot. Yeah, that's a great movie. But, I do love that movie. Um, David, this last piece of news we have today. Yeah. Did we know about this? What's so, this? So the news is they're making a movie 
Okay. That Jason Reitman is apparently writing, and it's called SNL 1975, and it's a movie about the creation of Saturday Night Live. This is perfect. I didn't know they were doing it, but like, was it a documentary or, or like? No, it's a movie. A movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's like it's been long enough. So so here's the headline. Not to interrupt you because yeah. we'll we'll get into it. The headline is they found the guy they want to play Lorne Michaels. Okay. Obviously, the star of the show is going to be whoever plays Lorne. And that's Gabriel LaBelle, who you might remember from The Fablemans. I didn't watch The Fablemans, but yeah. Yeah, we did. You didn't. I didn't see it. Oh. Well, David, I just assume if I saw you saw <laughs> That's how it goes, that's right? That's kind of how it, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you don't see everything I see? <laughs> right, that's <laughs> weird. We, we need uh, to rethink this whole premise. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the headline was like, oh, as SNL 1975 found its Lorne Michaels. And I was like, wait, beep, 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 punch the brakes, pump the brakes. They're making an SNL movie? So uh, I think the headline should be, they're making an SNL movie. Yeah. And then follow up with like, oh, by the way, they figured out who they want to star. I hadn't heard about this before. Yeah, me neither. But I think it's a great idea, especially if it's done. How, what was it that we saw? Was it, that, was it the movie about National Lampoons? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, filthy. It was, yeah. It was like a, yeah. Like I know it had comedy in it. Right. But it was a more like serious thing right because if what i remember now this is not going to be slapstick national lampoons i think this right. is going to be a documentary about how they started snl yeah i mean it should it's got funny people in it they, they probably made really funny jokes at the time behind the right. scenes or whatever but right. like it was also a really hard thing to do right it was groundbreaking right so i want some of the realism so do i totally and i'm excited for this movie i the article that i read about it had a pretty funny line in it it said 2025 will be the 50th anniversary of SNL, marking the 49th anniversary of people complaining it wasn't as funny as it was last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not perfect. as funny as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, that's so perfect. Every year. Yeah. It used to be funnier. Wasn't it last year this was funnier? Right. It's really gone downhill. Right. Literally nothing's changed. Right. Yeah. That reminds me of, I don't know if I should tell this story, but I will anyway because it always cracks me up. I got this new job back when I was a kid, and it was a pretty grown-up job. It was, yeah. a, it was a big, it was a huge promotion for me, like gigantic promotion. And Amy got a hold of me in the afternoon and she was inquiring, how come I didn't call earlier? And I was like, honey, I, I, are you kidding me? Like I'm off the, I'm off the rails here. Like I am crazy busy. Like this is a whole new world for me. You know? She goes, you used to call. <laughs> like yesterday. I was like, what, yesterday? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this job has really had an impact. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you used to call. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I think right. that's it. That's all the news that's fit it. in print. I did the rolling. Yeah. yeah. The wheels going. I was like, whoa. Yeah, we're, we're moving. We're moving. We're moving. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I think you should join me. I think you could get in on. You think I can do something Oh, my else? God. You got the moves. But I don't want to. 
I'm afraid that if you're, I do it, yeah, you will definitely upstage. If anyone me. sees it, they're like, "Oh, David has a dance." <laughs> yes. like, no, that's his pen's dance. No, no, yeah, and yeah. you will definitely do it better than me. <laughs> well, some people are born with talent. <laughs> you know, so what can I say? Right. <laughs> right. So we got a few trailers this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, one of them is on here because someone asked us to review it, right? Yeah, it's a TV show. But sh- can we can we break from our normal routine? And we'll read the we'll read the note. Okay, yeah. We'll, so so that'll sort of set it up. Okay, so we got a we got a nice note from um, Trailer Master Jason. Trailer Master Jason. I feel like maybe I accidentally cut off part of his. I cut and pasted it into the show notes, and now I feel. Anyway, the movie is called. The movie is J Lo. Mm-hmm. It's called This Is Me Now, A Love Story, yeah. starring Jennifer Lopez. And Trailer Master Jason put it on our radar and asked us for an op- our opinion on it and kind of said something funny. I did. I, I, I missed a lot, of his, um, a lot of his comments. But he made a funny comment about, like, what do we think about this movie? And his suggestion to us was, you could watch this movie with no sound and therefore not hear what they're talking about. And, th- and then doing so... This movie could be about anything. Oh, watch the trailer with Watch no it. Sound. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, watch a trailer without sound. Yeah, and and it could be anything. And and do you know you know why it's so crazy? Why? Because our, our, this movie, if, I, if I'm understanding the premise that I've read right. about it. Did you watch a trailer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. If I understand the premise about it. It's her album releases and it's all the music videos for her album strung together in a movie. Like there's a plot line. Oh, okay. You could watch any one of these, and it could just be the uh, to the song, or yes, you could watch it with their scenes in between that set up like a musical. Yeah, and then the music videos are like the uh, the exaggerated portion of of her imagination or whatever. So it's a whole multimedia approach to storytelling. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, uh, Daft Punk did this with Interstellar five 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 five, which was oh, okay. Amazing. What was a movie. And the movie was just there, was just there, there like it was a, it was an animated movie that has nothing to do with because their music is electronic mostly, right. but it went each each song has its own like part of the movie, and you basically just watch the whole. It's only as long as the album. There's no yeah. filler. Okay, and there's no talking, and it's all about like the how music is created, and and like there's a society that lives like they're like addicted to music. And so yeah. they fly to planet and planet ab- abduct artists. <laughs> okay. And then brainwash them and, and like they abduct these humans and brainwash them and color them purple. Yeah. So the people don't know that they're aliens Yeah, and have them perform everywhere. Gotcha. So I think that, I think I agree. This, <sighs> this was an interesting concept and I, it's absolutely not my thing and neither one of us are the audience, but he makes uh Jason makes an interesting point that the um, if you're a big J Lo fan, you'll probably love the film. Yeah. Like, and and I yeah. can put myself in a J Lo fan's shoes because I feel like um, somebody like if if the Grateful Dead were doing something like this, or my favorite runner, or you know, some something like that. Like, if you're a huge fan of a certain person, of an artist, or a, any any anything. And then they put this whole package together. Like, you, if you're a big enough fan of something, then you just can't get enough of it. Period. Right. 
Right. And I think this is a good example. It'd be interesting to see how it's received. Unfortunately, it is streaming. I don't think I'd, if it's going to theaters, it's probably only playing like in the Bronx, where she's from. Right. Uh, maybe the Bronx in L.A. Isn't she Jenny from the Block? She is Jenny from yeah, the Block. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Daft, what was the name of that one? Five, Daft Punk. Five 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 five. Interstellar. Five? There's four fives. Four fives. Yeah. And then the sequel has the fifth five, or no? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's uh, it's. It's one of it's one of those things. Like if you like their music, it's absolutely amazing to yeah. watch. Like I've I've I own the DVD. I've watched it so many times. But. There's there's two things about the J Lo movie that I want to comment on, mm-hmm. and they're they're um, what do you call um, petty? <gasps> okay, oh. <laughs> me being oh. you know you're the big thinker. I, I have the petty problems. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, okay. That's not, people are always saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We, we get that feedback a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Here's my, here's my, the first thing is a, a, a problem. And the second thing is a observation okay. or a comment okay. or something that I found amusing. <laughs> <laughs> trying to follow all these. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, Try sure. Try to keep up, David. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. you can. Okay. Um, my first problem is the title. Okay. It's like, she, I picture her in the boardroom going, I'm going to call this movie, This Is Me. And no. and then her team was like, when is it you? It, it means it needs more. Is this like a retrospective or is this like what you hope to be? And she's like, no, this is me now. Yeah. And the team's like, oh, okay, great. Perfect. So this is like a biography. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, um, uh, I don't know. It's about, it, it's a love story. <laughs> And so the team is like, all right, well, why don't we call it, this is me, dot, 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 now, colon, a love story. <laughs> like any one of those, like I wish she had called it, this is me, or now. Like how badass would that be if the name of the movie was now? Yeah. Or now this is me. Now this is me. Now, do you, do you know what movie I'm reminded of, which is totally unrelated, but I've always thought this was such a great name for a movie. The Whitney Houston I believe it was a documentary. I saw it at the Tribeca Film Festival. And the name of the movie, I believe, as I remember it, is Whitney Houston, colon, Can I Just Be Me? Colon, the Whitney Houston <laughs> right, right. story. <laughs> right. Colon, a story right. about Whitney right. So that's my problem, is yeah. that I found this title to be unfocused and all over the place. I agree. I agree. And, and then the, the observation that I had that I thought was <laughs> amusing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Has to do with you, David. Oh yeah. yes, Me. yes, yes. Of all people, yes. <laughs> of all my co-hosts, oh, yeah. yeah this the is, one on the other side of the table. Right. You know, have you ever? Do you ever feel bad that we don't ever let our third co-host talk? No, no, because no, they don't have. They would just say something would, stupid. Yeah. First of all, their opinions do not represent the opinions of the Penn Center podcast. Right. That's Clearly. the reason why. Right. Problem number one. Well, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Plus, why do they get dressed up so fancy? There's no cameras. No. You know, it's just us. <laughs> it's just the whole problem. I know. All right. Anyway, my the, what I found <laughs> what I found amusing <laughs> that I wanted to share with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let me put that differently. <laughs> what I found amusing that I wanted to share with our listeners oh, okay. was <laughs> the umbrage the attitude yeah. that David had <laughs> when he comes bursting in the door. <laughs> I, kicked, maybe, I yeah, kicked, it kicked it in. in. It, was, it wasn't locked. But right. I, he bursts into the office and no hello, no hey, pen, no, yeah. you know, what do you usually say? You usually walk in and go, like, what's up, player? Or something. Yeah. You have like a, you know, and, um, 
and it, we usually have a, a friendly exchange. I was, I was like, a let's greeting. get down to business. David I, was all business. I'm steamed. He was, or he was stirred, as the English would say. <laughs> yeah. I'm so stirred. I'm so stirred right now. So, so David came in a little hot, and he was a little jerked because he goes, hey, 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 I got a question. I'm confused about something. Yeah. Is the Jennifer Lopez movie coming to theaters? And I said, no, not that I know of, maybe released in one or two or whatever, but no, it's a, it's a TV show. And he goes, oh, and he's got a, obviously <laughs> some kind of beef. <laughs> and he said, oh, because I mean, if we're doing TV shows now, I would have liked to have commented on the Adam Sandler movie, Spaceman or Space whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and uh, David had his panties in a bunch on this you topic. Know, He's like, how come, we get to, how come we get to talk about the Jennifer Lopez TV movie, but I don't get to talk about the Adam Sandler TV movie? Because <laughs> it looks really good. And then I reminded him, I say, listen, we had a listener right in. And then he started whimpering a little bit and tried okay. to get some computer. That's pretty much exactly. I guess they wrote in about it. Right. <laughs> do you remember that? Am I, I do. That, yeah. you, that was exactly how it was. <laughs> that was exactly how it was. Well, this week, this morning, I was, you know, I was up doing my thing. And I went to, I went looking for trailers. So I was, you know, you do new trailers this week. Right. There are a couple places that put together yeah. one long video. Yep. Of all the new trailers, which is easy to makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So I was watching. I was watching one, and every movie that I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." Uh, Hulu, uh, Netflix, uh, Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime, and I was like, "I'm halfway through this week's trailers, and there's nothing for movie the theaters. theaters." Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little irritated because every time I got like, "Oh, this would be something to talk about," Hulu. And then Stupid Pen. Stupid Pen's like, I don't want to talk about home video. Puts this TV what, show. I look like a laser disc factory? Right. <laughs> That's what he always says. <laughs> we're, not, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah, Gus, we're not cooking Brontosaurus yeah. burgers. I haven't watched a Beta Ray since ever. <laughs> right. All right. So with that out of the way, that good discussion. Thank you, Trailer Master Jason, for writing in and prompting this good, healthy discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one, I don't even know. Like This is one that we talked about being an international thing right. and at the time there was no talk of it being released here in the US but then the movie blew up continued mm. to blow up you're saying the original movie the original movie and now they're, they're bringing this to the states for one week only yeah is it going to come here I don't know that's a Monday. That's a, that is a Monday to be determined okay that's yeah. a busy because I looked at it and I was like <clears throat> Okay, so we're talking about Godzilla minus one slash C, which means Godzilla minus one minus, minus color. color. Luckily, you're, or, um, I meant to say, speaking of awkward titles, yeah, I've always hated this title. I love this movie. I'm a big fan, support it, want it to do well, but because right. I've, I've asked you a number of times and you've explained it to me a number of times and I, I never have accepted your explanation. Your, your explanation is perfectly accurate because it's the right explanation. Because it's yeah. correct. I'm yeah. not. I'm not questioning that. It doesn't. But it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. And so now this, this, this. So they're re-releasing it for one week only, January 26th, in black and white. Right. And we may or may not get it. I won't. Some I won't of the know. scenes in the trailer looked amazing and made yes. me go, "Oh, that'd be so yes. cool to watch in black and white." Then one or two of them, I was like, "I don't know if the CG holds up in black and white. Like if it looks more fake." My thing is, and I'm coming at this, you know, as a reminder to listeners, 
David is purely movie fan, movie goer. Yeah. Artist. Artiste. Artiste. Yeah. This guy's pinky out mm. all the time. I am also a movie lover and I love movies, but I also have a business hat yeah. in this. And my, work, my work. Yeah. so my question purely from a business side is, okay, it looks super cool. I watched a trailer and I thought it looked super cool, but is it cool enough to make people want to come back out to see it? That's, so, yeah, I don't know. so one of the questions that I'm going to have tomorrow when I discuss this with the studio is if it's coming one week only and it has to play clean, like in other words, four or maybe five shows a day, then I'm probably not going to have a screen for it. But if they are re-releasing it and I can put it on one or two shows a day, like I'm currently doing a boy in the heron, then great. I would definitely do it like one or two shows a day because then the audience, like if there's going to be a hundred people that want to see this movie each day, then they can split among two shows and do 50 people in the matinee and 50 people in the evening. But if there's a hundred people and I have to play it five times, why do I want to play it to 20 people? Right. You know, when I could play it twice to, and the same amount of people will come. Right. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that conversation goes tomorrow. That's a, that's, that is my top. I always go into Monday mornings with a question mark. You know, I sort of prep on Sundays and I have a couple of question marks and my top question mark tomorrow is what we're doing with Godzilla. I mean, it, kind of, it does look cool. It looks super cool. I don't, I it just, the movie played for a lot longer than we yes. thought it was going yes. to. So it's almost like, I don't know what kind of business it was doing at the very end. Yeah. No, it was, it, it, no, I mean, it ran out. Otherwise we'd still be playing it, right. but, but, um, uh, it did a ton more business than anybody expected. And it was a legit successful movie with a title like this. Right. How many people are going to know it's not the same thing? Oh, that's a good point. And then are they going to be pissed that it's not a sequel? They think they're coming to see us. No, no. I'm, I know. I don't think that that's going to be the problem. I think the people aren't going to come to see it because they're like, Oh, I saw it. Gotcha. And it's still in theaters. Gotcha. They're not going to get, Oh, this is, yeah. Unless they really look, I don't know how it's going to be listed. Yeah. Like black and white or right. if it's like minus 1.0 slash C. No one's going to know what that means. Well, the other problem is that the only reason why I know it's one week only is because we watched the trailer. Yeah. I haven't been contacted by the studio. We haven't gotten posters for it. We haven't gotten any marketing support for it. You know, when a, when a proper release gets booked, it's usually many weeks before it opens and we get posters and we get, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, assets, you know, that we can use on social media and, yeah. you know, and on our own websites and stuff like that. And Drew puts those to great use and, you know, he's the master of all that stuff. Um, but we haven't, we haven't gotten anything from the studio. So it almost makes me beg the question, like, are, what is the studio doing to support it? And also it's not a good sign in my opinion that we haven't heard from the studio. Right. Like if this was an important title, I would have already, I already heard from focus about holdovers. I already heard from um, Paramount about Killers of the Flower Moon, you know, like Universal, Oppenheimer, like all these movies that are, with all due respect, they're bringbacks, right. you know, and Godzilla is that this, okay, you made it black and white, but it's still a bringback, right. you know, all these other studios cared enough to contact me a few weeks in advance, you know, hey, we're bringing this back on the 26th, I hope you'll participate, here's the terms and conditions, great. Not these guys. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't mean to be I, I mean when they call me again and want to show another movie, I will absolutely play their next movie. And maybe I will end up playing the black and white Godzilla. But I'm just saying, like, they gotta get their act together. Right. And, you know, 
I don't want to play a movie that's not going to be supported because I've definitely learned over the years that an unsupported movie does people do not come out. They need to be supported. Right. Yeah. So anyway, right. that's that's our trailer number two, Godzilla minus one point slash C. Yeah. <laughs> third, third and final trailer of the three week. Problemista. Did we not already watch this? Now here's the thing. I, I'm guessing you probably saw the old trailers. Okay. But they came out, and this movie was supposed to come out, supposed to come out, yeah. told us when, and that. But there's a new trailer. Mm-hmm. That's just the main character sitting at his desk and Tilda Swinton calls his phone. Did you see that? Oh, no, I did. I'm, I watched the old trailer. Okay. All right, yeah. so there's a new one. So the new trailer, and I'll just describe it to you because there's not much to it. Yeah. It It's the main character sitting at his desk. His phone goes off. He does this really annoying thing where he walks his fingers to the phone. Okay, <laughs> that's great. I'm going to start doing that. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, it's Tilda Swinton. He picks it up. He's like, hello? And her voice is like... Like, like Charlie Brown's mom. Yeah, Charlie Brown's mom. He's like, I can't understand you. I can't understand you. And he's like, just hang up and call me back tomorrow. Call me back yesterday. Something like you would say, right? Yeah, yeah. And he hangs up, and then he's got a seashell in front of him, and the seashell just starts glowing and going boom, boom. And he picks up the seashell, and he's like, oh, Tilda? And he's like, yeah, did you hear? And you can actually hear her now. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Problemista is finally releasing. It's finally coming out. And she's like, oh, that's great. And he's like, ah, it's so good. And then he, like, uses the phone like an iPhone. The, the seashell phone. The seashell, yes. yeah. Well, you can't yes. see what he's doing. He just right. starts randomly pressing buttons, yeah. and he puts it down. And then it's just, like, Problemista coming, yeah. finally releasing. And it shows two or three clips. But we were intrigued by this before. Right. Like a year ago. Right. Now we're fully on board. I mean, sure. Do you remember... Uh, two or three weeks ago, we did our look back for January or for um, 2023. Yeah. And one of us, I mean, there's no need to dig up old wounds mm. to reopen old wounds. Right. But one of us yeah. put a movie on his top 10 list that he hadn't seen. It was actually on his bottom 10 list. His, his bottom ends. Right. His bottom ends. He hated it so much. He didn't even see it. <laughs> right. And yeah. and that poor soul. Yeah. It caught all kinds of grief uh, from all kinds of people who wrote in. This is why we don't let the third guy talk. Right. <laughs> right. And so he caught all kinds of grief because people said, you can't comment on a movie you haven't seen. Right. And I pushed back and said, I write my own rules. <laughs> Until one of them talk somebody, to me when you have a podcast, right? Somebody, somebody was like, "Well, don't be that guy." Yeah, and then right. I was, then I felt really bad, mm. and I, I put in some other bullshit answer about for my bottom ends. <laughs> but now I'm going to go back to my old ways. Yeah, and I'm going to declare that this trailer, which I have not seen, is my trailer of the week. <laughs> He Stick that it. in your pipe and smoke it. He done did it because there was nothing. Well, there's no, well, there's no other yeah. trailers this week. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Space Man's my trailer of the week. We didn't even review it. Here's the premise of this. Tell us, tell okay. us about Space Man, David. As as my gift to you, this beautiful Sunday morning, I think that we should carve out some time in for our me? show just for you oh so that you can review this TV show <laughs> on our movie-themed podcast. Okay. Because okay. first off, it's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Adam Sandler right. is a Space Man. He's, yeah. he, okay. There's no premise for... the. All he knows is he's doing something for the betterment of humankind, and it's like either months or years in a spaceship by himself to go do something to then come back. We don't know why, mm-hmm. but he is supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. And he, when he left, his wife was pregnant. We know that. 
and then they're kind of like, the more alone you are, the harder it is on your per- on you. Like after a certain amount of days, mm. you stop feeling anything, and it's just kind of like it's all about isolation. And they're like, "Are you okay?" And like, "We're gonna gonna have you start taking some stimulants and stuff." Yeah. And then it gets wacky. He either meets an alien life form. Or he hallucinates an alien life form. And the alien life form is like, your loneliness intrigued me. And that's why I presented myself to you. But the alien is presented as like a three foot spider. who Like talks, doesn't attack him. There's or any, it's not malicious, but there's just like a three foot giant spider in the, in, in the space station with him. And it's like, well, I'm just here to talk to you. I don't care about what you're doing. I came here to talk to you about like why you're lonely and yeah. like your emotions. I'm an explorer too, but I'm an explorer of emotions. Yeah. And then it looks like it gets really trippy. It reminds me of when George Clooney reunited with Sandra Bullock during the later part of about two thirds or towards the third act of uh, Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Where she hallucinated him, right? Yeah. 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 So it looks kind of uh, with the spider alien that kind of like presents all these possible realities of yeah. its future. It looks crazy. Yeah. Is it going to be good? I don't know. It's going to probably be a lot less screaming than than Uncut Gems. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm another I'm great a, TV show. That was great. That was in the theaters, my dude. Yeah, we played it here. Yeah. Regrets were made. Regrets. Regrets. All right. Well, those are all the trailers this week. Soup. Now this week we have a very special presentation. Yes. Wait. Let me get. Let me get situated. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You sitting down? Yeah. Okay. Ah. <laughs> there was no. There was no uh, rigmarole. Yeah. There was no knocking over boxes of papers and empty tin cans and you know, stuff like that. You. It was just. It was just sitting on the cat. Yeah. <laughs> there was no uh, nothing else. Just sat on the damn cat again. Yeah. Yeah. Again. All right. A review of ISS by Penn Ketchum and not David Moulton, who didn't see it. David didn't see it because of the, the aforementioned snowstorm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I watched uh, ISS, which everybody knows stands for International Space Station, and we reviewed the trailer on the show. But just to remind you of the premise, the premise is there's um, three Russian cosmonauts in the International Space Station along with three American astronauts, and they're up there doing – uh, good, good for humanity. Space stuff. Space stuff. Science stuff. Their research and scientists. And the beginning of the movie is is real. There's you know um, all kinds of happy scenes of them doing shots together and making fun of each other and establishing the fact that they're all really good friends. Meanwhile, below on Earth, nuclear full on nuclear war breaks out. Each group of uh, astronauts is advised by their government. You know we're at war with Russia. We're at war with America. Your orders are to seize control of the ISS. Post haste. Get on it. Yeah. No fooling around. Yeah. So. These aren't soldiers. They're just astronauts. Right. I mean, there's some element of, you know, like like in any sort of teamwork, you know, some of them are a little bit more military organized. But you're right. They're not soldiers. But there's, there's a guy in charge. And each group has somebody in charge. And each group has, like, a pure scientist. And each group has, like, a little bit more of a muscle, you know, guy. And um, so I'm watching this movie. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm liking it. And I, I sort of knew it's from Bleecker Street. So, you know, it's not going to be, like, 
a full-on, you know, action movie. You know, there's going to be a, a little bit of a cerebral element to it. And I'm watching this movie and I'm enjoying it. And it's it's unfolding as it's it's ex- it's unfolding exactly how you would expect. You know, and I was pleased because they didn't. It's a nice short movie. It's like a little more than an hour and a half. They didn't waste any time getting right to the part where the nuclear war breaks out. Uh, and then they didn't waste any time, you know, with the, each team getting their messages. So I'm watching this movie. And like I said, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's not great. It's not terrible. I'm sure. just, I'm liking it. And all of a sudden I, I notice on the back of one of their shirts, there's like a pointy, like you ever see an actor or an actress with a mic pack, you know, and you notice it in the, in the back of their costume, you know what I mean? you're like, what's that? You know, that's weird. And then I notice that it's all, they all have it. And I think to myself, are they hanging from strings? Because the whole movie takes place in zero gravity. Because the whole movie takes place in the International Space Station. Literally, the whole movie is that there's no flashbacks or, you know, anything like that. And so, I would think to myself, are they hanging from strings? No. So, I whip out my cell phone because I happen to have the luxury of watching this movie in a theater by myself. Right. And I I type in to my handheld device, how did they film ISS 2024 or 2023 or whatever year it was filmed? And I got back this fascinating article about the groundbreaking complex harness system that Bleecker Street used or whoever made the movie used to film mm. this movie. So it didn't blow you away. From that point on, the movie was ruined. Ruined. Because in every single scene, I was either looking for or saw the where their harness was attached to their costume. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I don't mean to take anything away because I'm sure that you know, incredibly wonderful, talented, beautiful people made this movie, and you know, it's a great message about you know, friendship and you know, humanity and war being bad, and yeah. and it's you know, it it the, the movie's great, but as soon as I saw how they were all hanging from harnesses, every frame of the ru- of the movie was ruined for me, all the way to the credits, because I could either see the string or I was looking for the string. And so you didn't enjoy it. It was the worst movie I ever saw. Oh my goodness! Now, with that being said, I, I listeners of the show know that the hosts are only offered two options right. for their review. Right. So my review is it's the worst movie ever made. Yeah. But then I would follow that up by saying, but if you're interested, go see it because it's fun. You know, it's like it's easy. Right. You know, it's a thousand percent predictable. This here's a spoiler. You know, <gasps> so skip ahead 40, no. 45 seconds. You know, about halfway through the movie, one of the heroes, you know, is out on the outside the space station and on a spacewalk. And one of the Russians, you know, uses the arm of the space station to knock him off into oblivion. Right. Yeah. Well, shock among shocks. It turns out he's not dead. And he is clinging to the outside of the far reach of the space station where they couldn't see him. And he comes back to you know, save the day. Oh my gosh. So it's a totally cheese. America all the way. Yeah. All the way. No, okay. no, 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 no. Actually, you know, as long as we're doing spolers, I will say, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. As long as we're spoiling the endings, the only two survivors are a American woman scientist, the newbie, you know, who just barely made it on. And you knew she was going to be the hero. It was, she was new to the space station when this all happened. It was her first time in space. And one of the Russian guys, who was, who was, um, you were led to believe he was the big, nasty, mean guy. But of course, you know, he turned out to have this great heart. 
and the two of them use an escape pod to take they ha they have it turns out they have the cure for radiation treatment or they have they have the invention of radiation treatment on board the space station so these two the american woman and the russian guy get in the escape pod and they use it to go back to earth presumably to cure the radiation and um Goonies Jason was chatting with Encyclopedia Brown yeah. and the two of them came up with this. They, they told me that they had read online that the closing shot, cause the movie ends with them, the woman and the man in the space pod. And then it like goes to dark and they, they Jason and, and EB had read that they might maybe represent Adam and Eve, like humanity starting over. I don't know. But it was it was a fine movie, and I don't mean any disrespect to the great people. I'm sure there were a lot of talented creative artists who poured their heart and soul into this work, and I'm sensitive to that. But you should have done better with your harnesses. Should have done better. Once I saw that, I could not unsee it. And like I said, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but I was every single frame of the movie. I was either looking at their harness or I was looking for it. Huh. I, from that moment on, I was unable to be lost in the movie. I've been there. I've had situations yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You had that with the uh, high frame rate, right? Yeah. I couldn't focus on the movie yeah. because it was so, so distracting. All right. Huh. All right. Well, worst movie we've ever seen. But still ISS. highly recommend it. Right. <laughs> Next week. And, and hurry up because <laughs> the second spoiler alert is not going to be around for long. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, though, Beekeeper. Beekeeper. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm actually excited. Yeah. I'm, I got yeah. time. I'm just going to see it today. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, let's end with those listeners' notes, questions, comments, and answers. If you want to be a part of the show like these guys, best way to do that is email us at podcast at pensinema.com. Yeah. Now. I think with that new email, we're going to really get some more listeners. Finally. Yeah. Finally. So uh, can I start this one off? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we got this new um, longtime listener, first-time writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drew on the board. I like it. Yeah, you're right. I like it it. kind of works. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the board. Um, and he writes in, I'm usually, I'm not a commentator, but this piqued my interest as well. And can I just say how much I appreciate people who use the word peaked yeah. and spell it correctly? Bravo. Cause if you had said this piqued my interest and spelled it P E A K E D like, uh, come on, what are you trying to be fancy? What, this is a mountain. Right. Right. This is yeah. no mountain. The mountain is me getting over this. Right. And I'm not going to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now this is in response. We should prep. Right. 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 This is in response to last week. Uh, Nick Landis plane already had wrote it, wrote in about how Argyle had, had a trailer that was tying it to mean girls. Right. That comes out a month and apart. Right. Yeah, and he pays. He posed the question to which we debated. You know, how what? could they do this with competing properties? And is this common? And had we ever seen it before? Blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. And we couldn't find the trailer. I couldn't find the trailer. Right. We ended up finding it. Right. Thanks to Drew on the board. Yeah. So Drew on the board writes in and says, "Usually I'm not a commentator, but this piqued my interest. I was trying to think of another time when a studio leveraged a competing studio's IP for marketing purposes. Now IP." We learned from Ip Man 4 stands for intellectual property. Right, right, yeah. right, uh -huh. right. I was trying to think of another time when a studio leveraged a competing studio's Ip Man 4 for marketing purposes. The dynamic between everyone in the movie biz is pretty hostile. That's spoken like somebody who is around, you know, the movie business yeah. a lot. This guy 
This he, is how I read. He's got read some insider. This is how I read it. The environment around Penn's desk is pretty hostile. <laughs> uh, no comment. The dynamic between everyone in the movie biz is late is, uh, and I would add the word lately. So the dynamic between everyone in the movie biz lately is pretty hostile. So it does seem weird. The studios would amicably support each other on stuff like this. Then again, the way this, the way they did this, they may not have needed permission. So. Drew on the board is trying to reconcile in his mind. I feel like we've seen this before, but have we ever seen this before? And he he draws up an example. He reminds us of the time when Universal uh, merged. Uh, they did a Jurassic World and Minions right. mashup with. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, the Minions playing around with Jurassic with dinosaurs, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that, and that was cute. But it's not a good example because they're both from the same studio. Jurassic World and Minions are both Universal properties. Now, I think one of the things that makes this such a mystery is that they don't directly reference right. Mean Girls. It's a, it's a subtle thing, but if you know Mean Girls, you know the reference. Right. And it, but it's so targeted that it makes you wonder if it's not targeted. Is this, it's like part of me is like, is this an inside thing from in the movie that we'll get like oh, right. after we've seen it? Oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So Drew on the board goes on to say, so he's racking his brain. He comes up with Jurassic World and Minions, but that's not a great example because they're both universal. So he goes on to say, then it hit me. Ninja Turtles from Paramount did a mashup with Barbie from Warner Brothers. Oh, I remember that. Last year. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Barbie World, Mutant Mayhem. I remember. Yeah. But at that point, Barbie was mashing with everybody. So everybody. It was, kind of, it was like a fad. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had Barbenheimer. Yeah. And you had... The turtles. Everyone was jumping. I think and Barbie was just happy for the free publicity, right? Which clearly paid off. Yeah. And it, like, and that's no joke, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So. so thank you to Drew for writing in. Always, always a pleasure to hear from a knowledgeable person. Mm. Then we heard from the longest Andrew. Now, yes. I will <laughs> admit. Wait, the longest yard? No, the no, longest, the longest Andrew. Andrew. Gotcha. The longest Andrew wrote this in weeks ago. Oh, and shit. I, two weeks in a row, forgot to put it on. Yeah. But eagle-eyed Penn, yes. when, he, when he put the notes together, he was like, this isn't, we, we, we missed this one. I am nothing, if not detail-oriented. Right. That's the first thing most people say when people who work with me. Even if it's old details. Right. They or imaginary count, details. They get counted on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the longest answer says, this is in response. Wait, before you go on, we have to also comment, just because I think it's, it's fun to make fun of myself. Okay. This is not the only old email that I included or attempted to include in the show notes. Right. Or trailer. <laughs> I sent David, uh, I sent uh, Landis Plain an email saying, hey, we forgot your top 10 list, but we're, I'm going to put it in the show notes for this week. And, um, you know, thanks a lot for writing in. Have a great day, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I wrote David something like, hey, we got to remember, you know, I don't know if you saw this because maybe it went to your spam or something like that, <laughs> but we got to, you know, we got to make sure we remember this list this week. And David writes back, we spoke about that last week. <laughs> <laughs> we did that last week. <laughs> so I wrote to Nick and I said, hey, you know, it turns out we already did review the list as you probably already know. And he wrote back a really funny email about, um, Thank God somebody's watching what's going on over there. You know, <laughs> somebody's in charge. <laughs> All right. So Andrew wrote, wrote in, this was in response to our, our top ends. 
<sighs> I was hoping to hear from Penn if he had seen Please Don't Destroy, colon, The Treasure of Fo- Foggy Mountain, the previously untitled buddy comedy movie <laughs> he had ranked above Dune 2 on his top 10 most anticipated movies of 2023, highlighted by the Abacus's highlights from the last year. <laughs> For a bit of clarification. That was funny. And th- that reminded me of how, first of all, how good Abacus's special show was. And second of all, how funny that bit was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a bit of clarification, he referred to the movie as Please Don't Destroy. However, that is the name of the writing team, like Monty Python or National Lampoon in their movies. Like Dune 2, it was delayed, but not into 2024. It was demoted to streaming only on Peacock, where it launched in November. I look forward to peering Penn's review next episode. Also, Stephen <laughs> Hawking is dead. After we both were like, he's alive, right? He's definitely he's alive. totally alive. I don't think the longest Andrew knows what he's talking about. Stephen Hawking is definitely alive. Yeah, <laughs> all the things that he got right. in this email. I think, and I think that's what we should focus on. Yeah. Stephen Hawking, <laughs> right? Totally alive. I think, I think Andrew's note about Stephen Hawking is, is the most right. important thing we've right. read. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, clearly his whole email. That's what it was about. Yeah, was just a setup to talk about Stephen Hawking. I, I want to tell you, I read this email like five times and was like, I have still no clue what he's talking about. Oh, I remember it. I had to get a reminder from them. I totally remember it. Um, I'm disappointed in myself. You know, a lot of times we fool around and we make fun of me for forgetting this or forgetting that, yeah. but it's like, whatever. I am who I am. That's fine. Are you who you are? <laughs> I wish I had watched this video because I do like the, <laughs> I do like the please destroy team. You know, I think yeah. they're they're really talented. They're good writers. They and and I'll bet you this video is really funny. So tune in next week, yeah, for a bonus review. We're going to review Beekeeper, and we're and I'm going to review one of my most anticipated movies from 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I also was laughing because I remember it's kind of like when I picked um, Guardians of the Galaxy as one of my least favorite movies. I remember that the the issue with this title that everybody took offense to is that I picked an unnamed, an untitled movie. <laughs> above Dune. <laughs> above Dune. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, I don't remember exactly what was going through my mind when I did that, but I'm sure it was one of two things. The first thing was, I do love a buddy comedy. Yeah. Like, just love it. And I think I picked it almost like trying to manifest this being a good buddy comedy movie. Like, was can, this the one where they were on bikes? I, I don't remember. Yeah. And then the second reason was probably just to irritate you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Since when? All right. All right. You want to get this next one? Yeah. This so new writer. Yeah. Loop a loop a lazy lightning. We got a we got a Noel of lightning. What? Writing in. Noel of lightning writes in. This is another longtime listener, first time writer. Mm. I told the story last week. Yeah. Well, I'll let her. I'll let her comment. On yeah, it. yeah. She writes in. It says, "I love the people who write in. I love the different styles we get." Some people write in like they're leaving a note on the refrigerator. Right. And some people write in like they're completing official correspondence. (laughs) I love the note in the refrigerator once. Right. More milk. (laughs) Stephen Hawking said. Less Stephen Hawking is alive (laughs) in the world. (laughs) All right. So Noel of Lightning writes in and says, Dear Penn and David, what's up? (laughs) And I interpreted that because that's how she wrote it with a bunch of exclamation points and a bunch of question marks. Right. So she writes in and says, Dear Penny David, what's up? So in early January, I was just working here, minding my own business, listening to the Penn Cineo podcast when I heard Penn 
mentioned to David that he talked to a friend at a holiday party about this podcast and found out that she was a big fan and longtime listener. And then I realized that he was talking about me. And I felt just a tiny bit famous. Right. Aww. Aww. And now we've given you a nickname so no one knows who you are. Right. Right. <laughs> no, but see, that works. Because now for the rest of her life, she can just walk into the lobby and be like, listen, I'm Noel of Lightning. Yeah, so. like, Whoa. Yeah. Lightning doesn't a thunder strike. Nolt. Lightning does strike twice. That's a what they thunder, say. Thunder So is it Thunder Nolt? I'm, we're, we're working on it. We're yeah. going to get to it's it. It's in process. Yeah, I didn't feel entirely confident. Thunder, I like Thunder Nolt. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder Nolt writes in. And she says, I found, this is, this like really touched me. She says, I found your podcast during the dark days of the pandemic and yeah. it cheered my soul. Uh, I look forward to it every time and really miss it when you skip a week. Uh, but uh, does that ever happen? <laughs> Never. <laughs> She's delusional. But I certainly understand the need to do that sometimes. I listen to a lot of podcasts to educate myself and grow stronger and smarter, mainly like yours. And that's where the pod, that's where the note ends. Yeah, she listens she, to our, our podcast to educate herself there. and grow stronger and smarter. Period. <laughs> <laughs> right. End of conversation. Right. It would have been interesting if she had gone on to expand on, like, for example, like what other podcasts? what other podcasts do you listen to? Like, for example, I bet you she listened. You know, her son yeah owns the vegan gym. And, and as such has a podcast. So I bet you she listened, she would, I would imagine that she would listen to the vegan gym podcast to become smarter, healthier, and stronger. Just impressive because not anyone can podcast. No. It takes a certain yeah. degree of. Yeah. Special. Yeah. Special person. I bet you she would also listen to Hidden Brain to learn about humans and how we think and function. Planet Money to learn about mm. financial. Uh, fresh Air to keep up with the amazing people and culture, current events, etc. The Moth to stay empathetic and connected to other stories. The Moth is one I had never heard of. Really? You've never heard of The Moth? No. Oh, I love The Moth. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, have to, I have to put that on my list. And then finally she writes, and the Penn Cinema Podcast for a lighter, fun listen and to learn a lot about movies and the movie industry. Why am I such a big fan, you ask? I love the humor and ongoing jokes, the laughter, the movie world insights, and the honesty in your reviews, and I repeat the laughter, <laughs> which makes me happy and feel like I'm in the room with you guys. And also, I've seen so many more movies than ever before because you have opened my eyes and mind to them. So essentially, you guys are my podcast ear candy. Thanks for being there, for being anywhere, to bring joy to me and to so many listeners. I tell a lot of friends about the Penn Cinema Podcast and would definitely wear a Listen to the Penn Cinema Podcast t-shirt at the gym if you made them. So why don't you, with gratitude, Thunder and Alton Lightning. Uh, P.S. <laughs> Stephen Hawking lives. She should have written P.S. <laughs> Who's Stephen Hawking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why do we care? Why do we care? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, if you want to convince us that Stephen Hawking's is dead, <laughs> you can do that by writing podcast at pencinema.com. Or if you want to convince us that we should. <laughs> nah, we do care. We Do we care? Uh, I mean, not really. <laughs> All right. Pen. Yes, my friend. What in the world is up with you? What with me? Um, I got What's some things. I got some things. I'm going to. I watched Poor Things. <gasps> speaking of Oscar. Oh, yeah, 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 speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. of Oscar movies. Uh, Poor Things starring Emma Stone and um, Mark Ruffalo. And it is amazing. It's weird and great and a lot. And deep. Like, yeah. I want to see it again. It's funny and ridiculous, but you also get the sense that it's deep. And they're, what I, I watch it with a couple of friends. And what I said to them is, I want to 
listened to an interview with somebody explaining to me like symbolism, the symbolism and the themes and the elements that I missed because on its face value, it's amazing. Yeah. But you just know it's like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more going on than my little brain can pick up on. So uh, Wikipedia Brown had a good subtitle for it. What was it? Frankenhor. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's just wrong. Um, Amy and I are watching a show called Flake. It's an older show with Will Arnett. It's okay. it's, uh, it's fine. It's the kind of show that we watch, and we're both on our phones while we're watching it. Okay. You know, you're, like, not really into it, but it's, you know, it's fine. Did you ever watch that murder mystery thing? I know it was going on about it years ago, last year, I think. Only murders in the building? No, no, with Will Arnett, where every week he's a detective, and, oh, a, yeah, and a celebrity yeah, comes yeah. in. Yeah. No, I never, I never watched that. Now, the one that I wanted to highlight mm. is they're dropping one episode at a time, so it's like torture. Ugh. True Detective on HBO starring Jodie Foster. Is it good? So good. I haven't watched any True Detectives. I also watched, um, because I got in the mood for that frozen tundra murder mystery type of thing, mm -hmm. I watched White Out with Kate Beckinsale and Tom, Tom Skaggett. Oh, okay. Is that his name? Skerritt? Tom Selleck. No. No, not Tom oh. Selleck. The other one. Skerritt. Scavit, Scavit. Anyway, it, I don't recommend Whiteout. Okay, but it's it's a fun, predictable movie. Okay. But anyway, I highly recommend True Detective. And if you have it, so the way True Detective works is each season is standalone. Right. So you right. don't need to have seen any of the other seasons. It's an anthology show. Yeah. Okay. What? You gotta you gotta show off your big vocabulary. Well, I mean, just because Drew, it, just because Drew said peaked. Yeah. I got to show them up. You want to talk about mountains? That's smart too. <laughs> I got brain. <laughs> I got brain. He used another grown-up word that I wanted to make fun of. Um, amicably. Mm. Yeah. that's. I had to look that up. Sounds like he's a businessman. Yeah. My boy, he yeah. knows what's going on. I bet uh, you he graduated from a good college. Oh, no doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Mm -hmm. um, I watched a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, Jack Reacher season two ended. Awesome, super cool, highly recommend. Last week I talked about how I was watching The Brother's Son and I couldn't stay awake for it. Yes. <laughs> I finally got into it and it turned out to be fun. I don't know that I would necessarily recommend it as much as I'm like, if you're kind of looking for something. What platform is it on? Netflix. Okay. It's it, The premise is uh, a college student boy come like who just lives with his typical Asian family uh, comes home to find out that his single mom is the wife of one of the biggest Yakuza or the biggest triads yeah. uh, in all of China or something like that. And like uh, he's from this mobster, this really rich mobster family. And then the mobster stuff comes to where LA and he gets involved and it's not as good as I wanted it to be, but it's, it's solid. It's got Michelle Yeoh in it. And she's, she's great. Um, I came in and watched the book of Clarence. Oh, I have a lot to say about this. Okay. The book of Clarence had a lot of potential. You didn't watch it, right? No. It had a ton of potential. You, can you guess why I didn't watch it? Nobody was seeing it. Right. Yeah. It was ruined for me by being such a box office failure. Right. Uh, this was like a movie where it was like, a, it almost felt like a bunch of, um, artists music artists were like what if we uh scored a movie 
and <laughs> someone come up with a movie preference and we'll focus most of the movie on our score, which has nothing to do. Mm, so you it. didn't like it? Uh, I didn't like the, how much they focused. I liked what it, the, the story was really promising. So it started off, it, you know, with a good premise, but I felt it was a little too, I don't know how to say this properly, but like urbanized, like it was very much made to be like, oh, like everyone smokes weed and like this is like mm. R&B culture, um, but just during Jerusalem time. But the premise was it didn't have to be that. It also focused like focused on like how like the uh, the black community in Jerusalem was, was way higher back then, like mm. culturally, like, mm. you know, and how Jesus was probably black or whatever, which I was totally on board with like that whole whole thing sure. and 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 the idea is that Jesus is going around and there was a wake of false messiahs that came up of people right. trying to be like him and so Clarence decide he owes some guy money so he decides to do this do this thing and be a false messiah but in the process of doing it he starts to be convicted of like Doing it. Doing it. And <laughs> yeah. And and then, and he winds up using, he raises like a ton of money, more than enough to pay off his debts. And he, instead of paying off his debts, he frees a bunch of slaves. Uh, and, and then the debt collectors come from him. But simultaneously, the Romans are also ordered to bring in all the, the false messiahs and kill them. Crucify them all. Sure. Because they hear Jesus is in the area. And, what I thought was interesting about this is at no point does it contradict Jesus and what he did mm. and the miracles. Like it, gotcha. it, it goes through like he's they cross paths like one or two times. Like yeah, yeah. one of the guys is there when he saves the girl that was stoned right. and um, you know, Jesus is, is a black man or whatever. And, and, and all the, all the Jesus stuff happens, but because of circumstances, what we remember as Jesus is different. So like, you know, all the pictures of Jesus are as a white man, which this is what I thought. So it's got some pretty big names in it, like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and, and um, James McAvoy are in it. And uh, Jesus heals this beggar that's been in this background of the whole movie. And he's just covered in dirt and disgusting. And he gives him like a, a coin that just keeps reducing, producing coins so that he can he can build himself back up. So he goes and gets himself cleaned, and when he when he's done, it's it's better to cover back, and he looks like Jesus, mm. and everyone says, "You look like the Messiah," and so he gets arrested, and put he's he's not a fake Messiah, but he gets caught up with the other caught fake up messiahs. with it, and and then he's on the cross, and he's like, "I don't know what are all here, and why is that guy drawing me." And that guy, the guy who draw, oh, okay, draws okay. him saying, this is Jesus. So Jesus did get uh, did get crucified, but he was like the next day. But what's interesting about your your this uh, what's interesting about this movie that I'm hearing from you is that it's not um, challenging the existing narrative. No, it takes place in that universe to to borrow a, a superhero right. term. And that's what I really thought was promising about it. Yeah. it wasn't like. Oh, like let's right. also let's it wasn't also a sarcastic. Yeah, you know. it's like no, the Jesus thing happened, but this is just like an adjacent story. So he wound up being the guy in the typical Jesus crop, like triple. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy next to him. Was he? Um, was the movie a comedy? Not as much as no, yeah. not really. Yeah, no, and and 
And so it's a, I mean, it's a little interesting so that like, you know, at the end he, he believes in God. Cause oh, one of the interesting things is like, he's, he, you know, he gets arrested and he's, he admits the whole thing was a scam. I never said I was the Messiah, but I did fool all these people into giving me their money. Hold me, hold me accountable for that, but not for saying that I was a Messiah. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, if you can prove you can't swim. And he's like, no, I can't like, well, okay. Walk across this deep pool or drown and prove yourself innocent. And he's like, all right, I'll take the leap. And he steps out and he walks on water. Mm. And people jump in to get him and they all fall. And they're like, and there's a line where, like, because the whole time the Roman is kind of like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because mm -hmm. I would never have let you drown, but now I have to kill you. Mm. And uh, that's like, kind of when he starts to believe his faith or whatever. And, um, I don't know. It's in the end, like, uh, when Jesus is, res when Jesus, is, uh, re resurrects, he also goes to the grave of Clarence mm. and resurrects him and says, I don't know. It's a line from the, it's a, like he says something along the lines of like, those who, who follow me will experience life renewed or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, I don't, it was it was a really cool, interesting thing, but the push to have the urban stylizing over top of it, and just the like emphasis on like the slow mo walking for no scenes, just to like stretch out the song that was playing. Yeah, and that was like the first half of the movie was really disconnecting. Yeah, interesting. So, a um, couple other things here: Three Musketeers, D'Artagnan. People have been asking when that was going to come to theaters. It didn't. We reviewed the trailer for the third, the second one, and you were like totally on board for it. Oh, it's on Amazon. You have to pay for it, but it's on Amazon. Yeah. It's. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. Not as actiony as they made it look, but it's a really good period piece. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Um, one thing I wanted to note: they think they used AI to make it look like them were speak. They were speaking English and dubbed over it. Mm. Because their mouths seemed to match, but the audio was off, and then I turned it to French, and everything was in French. Interesting. So anyway, and uh, the final thing I want to say is I watched Beef, uh, which is a series on Netflix that I think you would really enjoy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm keen to watch Beef. Um, it got a lot of interest at the Golden Globes. You know, they did really well, and I yeah. kept saying, Amy and I both said, oh, we should tune into that show. I think I started it and didn't like it, but maybe that was on me. You know what I mean? Like it maybe it took me a little bit to get into yeah. it too. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's what's up. Yep. So next week. That's what's up. Yeah. Next week, the beekeeper. If you want to tell us what you thought about the beekeeper or what you think about, did you get the bee? I got it. What do you think about yeah. Stephen Hawking's life? <laughs> and times emailing and us at tribulations. Podcast at pensive yeah. com. We should we should consider getting a new email. I, that one's been even you are right. having trouble remembering that one. Yes, it's yeah. true. But if you want to support the show, what's mm. number way one way of doing that? Three words, David. You ready? I'm ready. In? Oh, I thought it was, are you ready? No, no. <laughs> In? Interpretive dance. 
Now, I, I've been, I've been, I, I haven't wanted to unload this on the on the <laughs> listeners just yet, but David, you know, does a lot of dancing around the show. I, you know, I do. We talked this morning about the the stuntman role he did to catch the mic, and then we talked about him joining me, but probably outshining me on the dance. And you know, I think what people don't know is that a lot of times before the show to get warmed up. I look out because my office overlooks the lobby. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just be standing here waiting for David. And a lot of times he's late. And I can't figure out where, where's David. And I look out my windows and there he is in the lobby doing an interpretive dance. Eric, yeah. Spinning on my. Spinning on his toes. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's what's what's wild about it. What I really respect is the vast uh, scope of different dances. Yeah. You know, sometimes he's got a piece of cardboard, a broken down popcorn box, and he's busting a move break dancing. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's more, you know, ballet. You know, sometimes it's a salsa. You know, but what's what's fascinating, the customers always tell me, we love the interpretive dance in your lobby because we get the message. Yeah. And I say to them, well, what do you think the message of this interpretive dance is? And they say, well, obviously the message is listen to the Pensima podcast. And if you can't say it in dance, you can't say yeah. it at all. It, my goal in life is to bring <laughs> as many people to tears with my dancing <laughs> that's, as possible. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people have cried. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Get him to leave. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> but say you say you Wait. you're just not gifted with a dance. Oh yeah. Well, in that case, you could just tell a friend. Listen oh. to the show. Tell a friend how much you enjoy the show. We'd appreciate it. Perfect. We dig it. Perfect. All right. Well, once again, for the Penn Center Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.